We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even though if we started dating and I said, I want um, I want a snow leopard dress and you came on a bunch of my black items and went, look, there's white dots, I would still date you. My guest today <laughs> was a staff writer. Some people are like, what is snow leopard? It's just white leopard print. Okay, my guest today was a staff writer for The Ringer where he created and hosted the Emmy Award winning series NBA Desktop. He hosted the hip hop culture podcast binge mode and now he's at crooked media where he hosts talk line an nba podcast along with former WNBA star renee montgomery it's jason did i do it right did i say your last name right you did but it's take line not talk line what but it's okay yeah did they spell it wrong in the thing it is no 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 it's not spelled wrong in my notes it is take line Here's the thing. Reading is really hard. I know. Okay? Uh, sometimes you wake up and your eyes, your brain, and your mouth say, you stupid bitch, we're not going to work today. <laughs> it's going to be hard all day. <laughs> well, it is uh, it, they, it is uh, daylight savings. What is it? They returned. They, it's. No longer daylight savings today. For those of uh, who are, want some context in terms of when this was recorded, yeah, we lost an hour of sleep. Everyone, we did. did. We lost an hour because of fucking farmers. Come on, uh, that's what I hear. That right. we spring forward and we spring back because of farmers. Yeah, what are and we I doing? I was like, I think the farmers are chill now. Like, I think, I think they're, they're okay. fine. Yeah. I don't think they need this. They they go don't they go by the sun? What do they care about the actual time? You know, it's like the sun comes up and the rooster crows and you get to work. Yeah, is that not it? I feel like that's it. 
But maybe it's so like, okay, well, if I have to wake up an hour earlier, the rest of the world has right. to wake up an hour earlier if they want to get their apples. <laughs> so maybe that's it. I don't know, Jason. I don't, I don't know. know. Now, there are people who are, including a, a bunch of people at Crooked, who are very passionate about getting rid of daylight savings time. And I think there are many, many good reasons to do that in terms of like energy efficiency and, uh, you know, various other reasons. I just can't, other than the day that I lose the hour of sleep, it's hard for me to get excited about the campaign to get rid of daylight savings. Yeah, I don't really care. I'm less affected now because my phone just does it for me. Right. But ooh, baby, back in the day <laughs> when she was in school, it was tough because we didn't. I didn't have a cell phone to tell me the time. And my sister, she always knew what time it was. That's her greatest strength, knowing what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd always make it to school on time. And then my homeroom teacher, we had the same homeroom. And what oh, was wow. his name? Mr. Strauss. Mm. Mr. Strauss would always go, is Nicole going to come to school today? <laughs> and she would always say, I think so. Because we came to school separately because I had to sleep later because mm. uh, there's no medical reason. It's just a choice I made for myself and my self-care. Uh, but also school starts too fucking early. It starts way too early. Yeah. It's, it's Nobody learns at 9 a.m. I'm no. so sorry. And then sometimes you have like other stuff. Like I had other kind of like uh, clubs and classes that would require you to get there earlier. So you'd have like 20 what? minutes to meet some other like AP thing like before homeroom. And it was just like I, my brain is melted. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. You came to school before school started to like have more school. Yeah, we would have to do that. In certain, we were like, I was in a class called Enrichment, which was like, I guess for smart people. Although my remembrance of this is that my mom bullied them into putting me into it. And then (laughs) I think this was like, I think that Asian bias worked in my favor in that case because it was a very white area. But she was like, Mm. my son is very smart. He should be in Enrichment. And then I was. I don't think there was any basis (laughs) for me to be in it at that time. But yeah, we had to get there early. I mean, that does not sound like it's enriching your life. If anything, I feel like it's encroaching on your time. This oh. is encroachment classes. <laughs> it's absolutely true, Nicole. I was telling, I was just telling Marissa that it's this is a wonderful, uh, this is wonderful for me. One because I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, two because I know so much about your life from your various <laughs> podcast appearances on uh, The Power Hour with John Gabris and uh, Doughboys, any of the various podcast appearances that you've had. And when I first moved to Los Angeles four years ago now, almost five, maybe five, uh, you were the first stand-up I saw. Really? Yeah, at the old, at the old Nerd Melt <gasps> on Sunset. Uh, uh, you were at uh, my friend Mike Malloy's show on deck, which was like a baseball themed uh, comedy show, and yes. you were and you were just like uh, you know you were like crushing. You were like Godzilla stomping on little buildings. It was amazing, <laughs> and it stays Thank in my mind. You. Yeah. Thank you. That honestly, what a treat. I full disclosure just woke up because I lost an hour, so I slept in too late. Uh, but thank you. It's nice to wake up to a compliment. It's funny because when I first started doing stand up out here, I mean, just as a woman, you kind of have to prove yourself. And right. then I came from a show called Girl Code, where it was a talking mm-hmm. head show, where for whatever reason, 
stand-ups did not think we were actually funny in real life. Oh, whoa, interesting. Uh, yeah, so like I would get booked on alt shows, but not in clubs. So like Nerd Melt was instrumental mm. in me getting time. I miss that place. Yeah, me too. It was so fucking good. It was good. It was really good. It was great. Ugh. It was so that was like my I'd been in LA like two weeks or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and uh, I got invited out to that show, and I was like, wow, this is great. This is wonderful. Where did you come from? I came from New York City, from Brooklyn. I was New living in Brooklyn. New York, concrete jungles where dreams are made. That's right. Hey, Jay-Z, let me be on title. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how long did you live in Brooklyn? Well, I'm born in, I'm like born in Queens and then okay. raised on Long Island for uh, to, for anybody that, that means anything to John Gabris would understand. Raised I mean, on Long I get Island. it. Yeah. During the formative, uh, during my formative years, I spent on Long Island. And then uh, f- uh, up until four years ago, I was there, uh, four or five years ago, I was there for a long time, like almost eight years the last time I was there. Okay. Meeting. Yeah. I grew up in Jersey, so everyone in my class was either from Long Island or Staten Island or had family in Brooklyn or Long Island and Staten Island. You know the vibe. Yes. I know it very well, and I love it. Also, (laughs) sometimes I like went to school with so many, like, Italians. Oh, yeah. Who, when I finally went to Italy, I was like, wait, everything got lost in translation. (laughs) Yeah, this is not, like, how did that (laughs) happen? This is not, this is not the same. Nobody calls it gravy in Italy. Like, it's... It's so it was it was like almost like a culture shock because I was like, I know Italians. I've been around Italians yeah. like people in my school, like their last names would be like Tortellini or Santanastasio yeah. or like just so many like very Italian names. And then you get there and you're like, oh, hmm, this. OK. All right. This is different. Yeah. Everyone in my uh, in my class was either Irish, Italian or Jewish. It was, a, mm-hmm. it was yep. you know, v- those kind of um, shades of white people, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of <laughs> Italian, of but white. very like culturally like Italian and Irish. And it was like, yeah, I remember like realizing that, that prosciutto saying for prosciutto saying prosciutto uh-huh. is like a, some weird East Coast Italian thing that actually has yeah, no prosciutto. Yeah, prosciutto. Mozzarella. Yeah, let me get the mozzarella. Uh, let me get. Uh, half a pound of mozzarella, uh, some prosciutto. It's like, oh, that's not a thing that people say, that real Italians don't say that? Yeah, and then uh, the thing that shook me the most was some of them say, instead of like spaghetti, some of them, some some <laughs> East Coast <laughs> Italians right. will say macaroni and gravy yeah. for spaghetti, yeah. for just like spaghetti and red sauce. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? What do you mean macaroni and gravy? That sounds awful. And then you like sit down to eat and you're like, oh, this is just spaghetti and meatballs. This is, what do you, what? <laughs> It was so funny because my <laughs> my mom is uh, Filipino. My parents are I'm from the Philippines, and so are she, you first generation? I'm first generation. So she has this at this point this insane accent that's like Filipino woman with these like really intense Long Island inflections. You know, like <laughs> same with my dad. Like what? my dad was from Barbados. Uh, lived in Canada for a little bit and then was in Chicago and then Jersey. So it's like <laughs> Chicago, Chicago's like a Midwestern, like you spread, you yeah. spread your words, but not black people in Chicago. Black people in Chicago sound like they're from the South. Right. So it's like Southern Canadian, which is spread vowels 
uh, Barbadian, which is like kind of clipped. It's like, you know, Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, and then Jersey. So like he, <laughs> he, like some of the words he would say were just so wild. But like, can you do an impression of your mom? I don't think I could do oh an impression God. of my dad. Yeah, I can kind of do it. Yeah, she'll, she'd say, uh, like one of the uh, things that she'll say when the Long Island really jumps out is she'll say uh, like, oh my God, like that. <laughs> or she'll say, um, uh, she'll say something like she'll be on the phone speaking in Tagalog and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden just say, this fucking bullshit, something like that. <laughs> like all her curses and her, and that uh-huh. kind of stuff is very Long Island inflected. I truly love that. That is yeah. a delightful treat. <laughs> I love when accents and cultures like intertwine mm-hmm. and mix. My family didn't really intertwine and mix it. Like uh, my aunts and my uncle, last time I saw them, I was like, do do a Barbadian accent, please. <laughs> and my aunt looked me dead in the eyes and was like, we were made fun of so much when we yeah. first moved here that we have erased that from us. And I was like, so you won't do it for me? She's like, no, I don't. I don't even know how. It's been so long. That's so interesting. It's, you know, it's a similar thing uh, with me because, you know, I'll, I'll get around Filipino people or my extended family and they're like, why can't you speak Tagalog? Although mm-hmm. I can understand it. I can catch the gist of what's being said around me. But like, why can't you speak? And I'm like, well, because my mom <laughs> like didn't want us to have accents and didn't want us to like they wanted us to blend in. And that mm-hmm. made sense. It seemed to make some kind of sense at the time in this like extremely white area where we were like teased and bullied a lot. But then later it's like, yeah, wait, why can't I speak anything? I can't. Why can't I? I feel <laughs> out of place now. I can't speak the language. Yeah. It's interesting how trying to protect you ends up not enriching you later yes. so it would have been a real enrichment class if you had learned to yeah. go Tagal- to say, say it again tagalog that's correct tagalog that's correct have you ever been to the philippines i have i've been there uh three times now the last time in like 2014 um it's it was so the first time i went i was i went as a child after my dad passed away we went there to like meet up with family and stuff and it was a complete culture shock because it was like they were going through um basically like a coup at the time uh, this is the end of like the marcos regime he was like toppling and so they were like soldiers in the streets with like mm-hmm. guns which i had never seen before that was crazy to me and my uncles were like don't let him speak. Don't, you know, they were telling me like, when you're in public, don't speak because if they hear you speak English, they'll kidnap you. I'm like, okay, this is <gasps> chill. This is great. Thank you. Wow. For really calming me down. But then, and then my mom, I looked at my mom and she's like, it's, it's true. Don't speak. I'm like, okay, wow. Oh, and then, Yeah. So it was like that. Um, and that was like, it was, that was the first time I ever saw kids smoking too. I remember like my- my, it was a complete Honestly, culture shock. I know shock. that's bad, but what a dream. Just it, a child smoking a cigarette. Like a child. They sent me and like my one of my cousins to like a corner, uh, st- like not a store, but like a little stand that sold mm-hmm. toilet paper and different things and cigarettes uh, at the end of the street. And so we go down there and my we buy the cigarettes and my little cousin's like, do you smoke? I'm like, no, what? I'm like, eight. I'm eight years old. What are you talking about? And then she just like lights up a cigarette out of the pack. And you could have hit me over the head with a with a brick, walked up to me and done it. And I would have been like, it would not have felt it. I was so <laughs> shocked at this. I'd never seen anything like this in my life. 
And there were adults around who were just like, yeah, that's great. This little girl is smoking. Fine. No one cares. How wild. That's, I wonder, that's so, why does that happen? That's so, I mean, I guess I started smoking when I was in uh, middle school, but it was like a secretive thing. Yeah. And I had to douse myself in Bath and Body Works, cucumber, <laughs> melon, spritz before I went back inside. And then my mother would still be like, were you around people smoking? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> But truly, that's, like, intense to, like, go to a different country and then yeah. there's, like, you know, military in the streets and they'll kidnap you. Honestly, it's like fucking last summer here. Like, the <laughs> yes, National Guard just in the streets. You're in like, the why streets. are you here? In the streets. Uh, and then, so, you know, like, electricity was really sporadic at that time, the first time, and there was no, like, all the TV was in Tagalog, was not in Filipino, mm-hmm. was not in, uh, you didn't see, couldn't see any, like, Western programming when the electricity was running. And, like, they, they were burning, like, there was no garbage collection. We were burning garbage, like, in the yard. Like, it was a lot at that uh-huh. time. And then when I went back more recently, it was, like, completely, everything was you know, there's like these massive malls now. Everything's much more stabilized. Like there is like it, the poverty is jaw dropping in a way that you ca- that is totally mind melting and bracing still. But, mm-hmm. you know, like the, there's the kind of like global pop culture is a lot more entrenched. Like people watch Game of Thrones. They wanted to talk about it. They watch like all American and Western shows. So it was like very, very different. There's like, we went out to restaurants. We weren't afraid about being in the streets. Nobody was like, you're going to get kidnapped. Nobody was going to kidnap you. Yeah, there wasn't that. But so it was, it was was just a phase. Now you can talk in public. (laughs) That was so different. I just like, okay. I keep thinking about poverty and I'm like, guys, Mm. it's not fun. It doesn't Not look like fun. a good time. It, looks it bums terrible. me out when I see it. Why don't we give people homes and money? Yeah. I think I'm I'm slowly or not slowly. I think I'm a full-blown socialist where I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man, nobody should have a billion dollars. Seems seems dumb. Seems dumb. If I had a billion dollars, like you can't spend a billion dollars. You can't spend it. If you tried to no. spend it every day, you couldn't spend it. Yeah, you absolutely couldn't. I was on the phone with my grandpa the other day. And my grandpa is, uh, how you say, the most blunt person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what do you do? Also, he answers the phone like he's singing a song. He goes, hello. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hello, grandpa. How are you? And he was like, I'm good, uh, granddaughter. He also calls me granddaughter because uh, he'll call me my sister's name if he doesn't just, you know, keep it <laughs> generic. But uh, he was like, what are you doing? And I said, driving home from the bank. He goes, ooh, withdrawing money? I said, no, depositing money. I like to save money. And he went, no, 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 no. You need to spend your money, granddaughter. You are you are not married. You don't have kids. And when you die, your money is going to revert to the government. So yeah, spend see? your money. And I was like, this is low-key a roast. (laughs) (laughs) You are unmarried. You have no kids. And when you die, your money's just up for grabs. (laughs) I was like, who says this? And I went, Grandpa, thank you. I'll call you next week. And he said, please don't. (laughs) But I will call him next week, and he will enjoy it. (laughs) That's so funny. It's... it's ha, were your does your family like understand what you do now? Like, do they get it now? 
No, not at all. Um, it's funny that they don't understand it. So when Nailed It started, mm-hmm. like I told them, I was like, oh, I'm on a show, da 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 da. And they were like, okay, whatever. Nicole keeps saying she does things. We <laughs> but call it's her Miss. <laughs> it's on TV. <laughs> they, call, they call me Miss LA. Or when I lived in New York, it was Miss New York. Yeah. What do you, what's Miss New York doing? And I'm like, pretty well. Uh, <laughs> And then like last year or no, two years ago, 2019, my granny was like, are you going to go back to college? And I was like, mm. no, <laughs> I don't, like, I think I'm doing OK without a degree. Like, I think I'm fine. But like the kids started watching Nailed It. So like my youngest mm. cousins and then my adult aunts and uncles were like, oh, so if the children know she's doing yeah. something. She really must be doing yeah. something. And then a fun thing that happens is uh here, tell us a joke. And I'm like, we're at the table and you're <laughs> yeah. not paying me. And there's no mic. What do you mean? Yeah. But I do tell my grandpa, I'll be like, grandpa, this this joke I say about you kills every time. And it's something uh-huh. awful he has said to me. And then every time I tell him the same one, every <laughs> time he laughs real hard and goes, it's true. <laughs> Does your family understand what you do? Um, they do now. My mom does now. So we had a, it was, I went to music school, which was a thing that my mom fervently disagreed with. She did not like mm-hmm. that, you know, a child of immigrants, you should be like a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. I had like letters from good schools. So this was like truly heartbreaking, but I was like looking to rebel. And also I really wanted to, uh, I wanted to be a, a film scorer. I wanted to like, you know. Do the do the music that you hear on uh, TV shows and on commercials and such. Um, so I did that, but that didn't work. And I believe I was just hearing about it from her for for a number of years. And then I started getting into like writing and podcasting. And she kind of uh, when it when my podcast binge mode started taking off. Um, we were covering Game of Thrones at the time, and then she got it at that time because she started listening to it. She liked the show mm-hmm. and she was listening to it and she got it. And now it's like she's I have to be like, don't argue with people on Facebook about who say <laughs> things about me. Don't please don't do that. Like, cause she'll do it. She'll go mm-hmm. on like Facebook threads and be like, nah. <laughs> like, and I was like, Mom, you gotta not That's do love that. though. That's yeah. so sweet. My family would never fight on my behalf. Well, my sister, she'll just be like, I saw someone say something nasty to you. I read it, and it's not nice. And I'm like, yeah, Catherine, I know. (laughs) Uh, They can't um, understand. It's awful to hear bad things about yourself. It is. But then I, like, told my sister, I was like, I don't know, if you read anything awful about me, just, like, take it with a grain of salt and just remember that, like, these people aren't living their best lives. Like, if you have enough time to... You know, tweet or make a comment about somebody being like, I hate you. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. That's what I told my mom. I was like, listen, they everybody's been inside for a year and mm. they just want to complain about something. And I guarantee you that five seconds after whoever wrote something about me on whatever, they forgot about it. Like it's not a part of their lives anymore. So just mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. But then sometimes you have people who will come back and say things to you. Yeah, well, that like, is Like, you'll true. just be like, wait, is this the same person who said something nasty to me last week? And you're like, oh, do they have, like, a reminder in their phone to be like, hmm, gotta say something <laughs> nasty to Nicole? I know. Why am I, Why are we so special? What happened What happened here? I don't know, Jason. We're just, like, two little special potatoes. Okay, real quick, we <laughs> yes. have to take a break. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey. 
Did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, we back. Uh, okay, Jason. <laughs> yes. Are you single, married, dating, uh, in a polyamorous relationship, an ethically monogamous relationship? Mm. Uh, are you dedicated to never ever dating? These are your only options. Which one is it? I'm in an ethically monogamous relationship. I don't. I'm not sure what that is, but that sounds like the closest thing to what it is. Well, I said ethnically. Eth- ethnically monogamous. <laughs> I thought you said ethically. <laughs> No, I said ethically non-monogamous, but oh. I, I would like it to be ethic, eth- ethnically monogamous. <laughs> I'm in a so relationship. You're, you're in I, a am relationship. In a, I am in a relationship. Yes. How long have you been in a relationship? It's been like two years now, year and a half. That's nice. Two's yeah, a nice. nice, a nice even number. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. It's uh, was long distance for a long time, and now it's not, which is great. And the timing with the pandemic and all the stuff worked out. So that's been really, that's been, uh, it's been really nice. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. Yeah. That's been the, one of the best parts of it. That's been a, a lot of people's best parts. They're like, I found love during a pandemic. Yeah. People weren't allowed to be near each mm-hmm. other, but I found the person I get to be near, <laughs> which has not been true for me. <laughs> it's been a terrible year for my pussy. <laughs> so, okay, how did you <laughs> How did you guys meet? <laughs> I'm slowly going crazy. I'm like, <laughs> like I've been hugged maybe eight times in the last year. I know it's so crazy, right? I was so, I would, I was outside. Like we went to the beach yesterday to Malibu just to like be outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to talk to people anymore or like uh-huh. do anything. Like I'm tr- the I was trying to tip the person that I bought a smoothie from, and it came out weird like I was asking for her fingernails or something you know like <laughs> thank you smoothie good nails now Finger, nail. give me your nails <laughs> yeah it's uh it's really incredible like I don't know what's gonna happen when we're all everyone who wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated yes. um it's I gonna can't. be I can't wait I'm gonna oh my god I can't wait 
some people are like very leery of it. Sure. I know a lot of black people, people sure. of color are like, mm, I'm a little suspicious. And I was like, I don't know, guys, if the white people are like driving to South Central to right. get the vaccine, <laughs> you better get in line too, bitch. If, they, if they're getting it like this, yeah. these Audis are in fucking Compton. You better get it too, girl. Okay. <laughs> So that's that's me. That I'm like, if they want it, if Donald Trump, the person who denied COVID for yes. a year, got yes. it immediately when it was available, yes. you better to give it to me something. too. Yeah, if people are flying to like Florida and different states and like sharing codes that should yes. only be used for certain people. Like, yes. if you're going through that level yes. of trying to do it, you know, then think about getting it. Yes. Also, people are like, we don't know what's in it. I'm like, you don't know what's in the food you eat. Yeah. You eat apples that are a year old. Research <laughs> it. Listen, this is what they do. There's more apples. So like, how are apples Wait, in season what? all the time? How are apples in season all the time at the supermarket? Hmm? It's because they keep all the apples. They put them in big old bins. They lower the temperature to slow the, the ripening process. And then they like take the air out of it to also slow in the ripening process. And then... They give them to the supermarkets when they need it. The apples you eat on average are 14 months old. I have read at least two articles about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it must be true if I found two on the internet. <laughs> wow, you have just blown my mind regarding apples. Yes, everything. How are all fruits and vegetables in season when they're not technically in season? Now, see, this is the thing. This is a part of I've been thinking so much during this pandemic. You mentioned that you're like a full blown socialist now. I, too, have been <laughs> radicalized by this past 12 to 14 months to four years of our, mm -hmm. our shared experience on this earth together. And it just feels like this can't go on. Like, can we keep freezing apples for 14 months? It just feels like everything, there's too many moving parts in, in everything that are, that's uh -huh. going on. And if you just pull like one pin, now all of a sudden the apples aren't ripe. There's no well, apples in the in the grocery store. Now like the people the are freaking paper. out. It was like the toilet paper. Like that was truly shocking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like going to the supermarket being like, none? There's not one roll here? And then you try to order on Amazon. And then, like, I had a friend who got little baby rolls, <laughs> like little mini rolls of toilet paper. And I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean you're selling baby mini rolls of toilet paper? I mean, yeah, if one thing goes wrong, this country has no infrastructure to deal with it. it. Kind of like Texas. Like, we should be updating a lot of things for intense natural disasters because they're going to yes. keep happening because of global warming. Yes. And if, uh, if there's, you know, of, <laughs> of the many things, bless you, the many things that Thank this you. pandemic has revealed about our society is like, maybe it's not a great idea that, uh, most people get their health insurance through employers when, uh, all of a sudden we're going to be laying off millions and millions and millions of people. Maybe that's a bad idea. Is that a good yeah. system? Maybe not. Yeah. I can't remember who was telling me this, but they were like, I don't know, Sweden? Where were they? Oh, my friend Tessie. She, she's, her people are from a, like a Nordic country. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But she was like, yeah, if I went there, I could go get help <laughs> and they would yeah, not charge me and I'm not a resident. And I was like, oh yeah, that must be nice to go to a hospital. Yeah. Like if you take an ambulance here, I got to ride in one. Thank you. She's a VIP. It costs <laughs> you $700. And then you it's have insane. to pay 200 of it, even with insurance. That's insane. I mean, isn't that is it, totally insane. Isn't it? It's truly just like, 
What is this country doing? When I was uninsured for a good portion of my early adulthood, I have asthma, which is why I can't wait to get this vaccine. And so I was like uh, by hook and by crook just trying to acquire asthma inhalers any way I could. I'd be like if my brother had like you have 15 puffs on your asthma inhaler. Can you get another one and mail that to me? Like, oh, my doing whatever it took. And I and I I just think that, you know. The, the amount of people that haven't been able to work and don't know where mm-hmm. their money is going to come from and then like are uh, are holding off doing other things unrelated to the pandemic that are important for their health. It's just not we can't keep doing this. It's not sustainable. Nicole? It's not sustainable. I read an article about somebody, a bunch of people who ration their insulin because insulin is so expensive. It's and crazy. I was like, excuse me? Yeah, what? We got people rationing insulin? Yeah, you can get a script for a painkiller for like, my fingy hurts. And they're like, Percocet for everybody. (laughs) It's nuts. We're living in the wildest times, Jason. We're living in the absolute wildest times. And then like every every week, at least a couple times a week, there'll be some story that's supposed to be a positive story that'll come out like, you know, pop off on social media and be like, 95-year-old pizza delivery man gets a $5,000 tip. It's like, why is he working? And it's like, why is he working? It's because the system has failed him. Or like the Girl Scout, or not the Girl Scouts, like one lone 10-year-old boy sold 10 million bottles of water to raise money for Flint, Michigan that still has no water. Yet they tried to make a movie about it a couple years ago and people were like, wait a minute, you can't do that. They don't have water. They still still. don't have the water. There's no happy ending. There's no ending. Yeah, what are we doing? And it's like these kids shouldn't have to do that. That's crazy. It is our country's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's super weird. It's extremely weird. And yeah, I don't get like, it. I don't get it either. It's fully fucking bizarre. Wait, how did you meet your significant other? Okay, so I was in uh I was in uh I was doing like this spoken uh, this live storytelling event on tour with a bunch of other uh, storytellers and journalists who had, uh, you know, were working on different stories. I was telling a story about how for 10 years, I pretended to be a Yankee fan because Mm. of a misunderstanding I had with a friend of mine. He thought I was a Yankees fan. Just as an aside, he thought I was a Yankees fan. I wasn't. I don't know how that started. Wait, why didn't you just tell him? Be like, oh, wait, because I'm not. Because it was like, at first it was like unclear that that was what he thought. And then it was like, all of a sudden, fast forward years later. And I then realized that all this time, like he had thought I was a Yankees fan. And at that point it was like, I didn't know how, how to broach it. I didn't know how to, and we had moved apart. We were in separate places now. So it was now it was like, I was just getting texts a few times a year (laughs) about the Yankees. Hey, they're doing great. And, you know, I worked at a sports and pop culture website. So I had I was surrounded by these incredibly knowledgeable Yankees, uh, you know, people who knew about baseball and sports in general. So I would just be like, OK, what does this mean? How do I respond to this if I was a Yankee fan? So I, I kept it going for a while anyway. So I was in uh, I was in the, I was in Washington, D.C. And uh, she was like a friend of a friend of extended friends. And we met and hit it off. Ugh. That's so nice. A friend of a friend. No, I have no friends who will introduce me to their friends. Well, no, no, I know I have friends. (laughs) (laughs) I have no friends. I'm just a lone person. I live alone. Nobody likes me. No, I have friends, but none of them will introduce me to their friends because 
They're always like, well, if they're single, they're single for a reason. Oh, I have this one. Uh, no, he'd probably treat you terrible and push you down the stairs. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How are you filled with bad friends? Yeah, I have no, nobody. Nobody will hook me up with anybody. Uh, the apps are truly showing me the ugliest people. That sounds really mean. <laughs> but like I I yesterday I was swiping and I was like, is this what you think of me, Hinge? <laughs> <laughs> No, what is your go-to? Hinge? Hinge is your go-to? Hinge has been my go-to because I've had the most success on Hinge. Um, And then I don't do Bumble. Bumble doesn't work for me. Okay. I was doing Tinder, but Tinder just seems like everybody's down to fuck, which I'm probably going to get back on Tinder once I'm vaccinated. Yes. uh, Because the pussy is rusty. Um, yeah. and <laughs> oh, she's squeaking. She needs to get oiled up. Come on now. She's a Tim man. She needs to come on. She needs to get it. Uh, and then I was on okay Cupid, but okay Cupid is there's a lot of moving parts and I don't really understand. Yeah, there's it a anymore. lot of like, there's a lot of like weird questionnaire stuff and like, yes. it, there's like an algorithm that you can feel it thinking for you underneath the surface. And yeah. I, yeah. It's a weird one. And then I read another article, just one article. I didn't do any due diligence to find a second, but uh, <laughs> 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 this, is, this is how I confirm when things are real. I'm like, is there two articles? Yeah. Okay, baby, That's let's right. talk That's about it. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I read that a lot of dating apps have dummy profiles just oh. to keep people invested. And that oh. some people at these dating dating workshops no dating sites <laughs> will like <laughs> pretend to be the people and engage with you to keep you engaged wow. so i that's awful isn't that terrible so i stopped paying for all the apps i was like well yeah. i guess like why am i paying 50 dollars every six months or like 150 dollars every year like for what to go on a couple of dates where someone might pay for my drinks uh yeah i don't know it's it's a bummer but i'm gonna read LA's to hard though isn't mm-hmm. it isn't that true la's harder than i think other places to like to meet people yes because there's several things at play here one there's like a level of uh there's a level of uh keeping people wanting to keep their careers separate from personal mm-hmm. and a lot of like the kind of like intermixing that could come with like in you know introducing their friend group to other friends other people they might date and then there's just the space. This is such a spread out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember when I was on the apps, it was like looking for some, I'm in uh, Santa Monica looking for someone no further east than Westwood. <laughs> like it, there's like all these. I mean, yeah, I don't want to drive to the west side for dick. No matter how good it is. I don't want to be in my car for 45 minutes to an hour. I can't do it. But then, okay, so here's somebody I matched with. This person is dressed like Count Dracula, and they're just in the woods in a robe. <laughs> and I just was like, is this, is this, are these who's left? Is this, what, is this who's left? I can't do this if this is who's left. Yeah, you can't, we can't have you like, uh, going on dates with like Gandalf or something. Yeah, I don't want Gandalf. I can't do it. And then, um, so here's another person I encountered on the apps. So Hinge has like prompts. So the prompt is, you'll know if I like you if, you'll, no wait, you'll know I like you if, and his response was, if I like your toes, beautiful toes, beautiful spelt wrong soul, that simple. So here's what I'm working with. It's depressing. 
Now, let me ask you this. What about you? You're a famous person. I'm mildly you're successful. On television. I know, but you're, yeah, you're successful. Um, <sighs> Raya? Raya is racist. It is. And classist. It is. And I was on it for a while. So it took me two years to get on it. I was waitlisted. And when I finally got on it, it was filled with like Australian DJs. And I was like, there's no way I'm sitting on a 16 hour flight for mediocre dick where he's like, maybe doesn't even have like a good playlist. So I can't do that. And then there was just like no people of color. And the people who approached me were just like, not chill people. Yeah. I just like, it wasn't my people. It wasn't my vibe. So I... I stopped paying for it because I, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Everybody on there is like white and a storyteller. Yeah. Or like trying to break into the business. Yeah. Uh, I went on a date with someone. I've mentioned this years ago on the podcast at this point. Uh, they like gave me a script for me to read. And I was like, I don't have a production company. I have no idea what you think I could do with this. And they're like, you know, just pass it on to whoever. And I was like, are you serious? Sure am. Yeah. It was. So Raya's not for me. Like a feature, a feature spec. I didn't read it, but it was a large PDF that I (laughs) did not get around to reading. And I don't know if I still have it real quick. We have to take a break. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And we're back. Also, the I was like dating this dude last year and, or not even dating, we were just fucking and... I like was dropping off clothing yesterday and I was looking for a parking space and I was like, do 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 do. And I was like, is that him? 
And I was like, this can't be. So I rolled down my window. (laughs) And I do this often when I see people. But I was like, hey, Carl! (laughs) What's like whatever his name is. It's not Carl. Um, But Carl's a name I like to use. Uh, I like it. And he, as he turned around, I was like, oh no, it is him. I then looked around my car like I was looking for something. And I have no idea why I panicked like that. And then I like had to pull around anyway. And I was like, oh, I should just like pull up to him and be like, hi, how weird. But then at that point he was gone because a ghost screamed his name. (laughs) So then I had to like find his number because I had deleted it out of my phone. So I like found his number and then texted him. I was like, hey, did someone dress like the Hamburglar? Uh, Yell your name because I was wearing black and white stripes. So like I I looked like the Hamburglar. And then uh, he was like, I truly thought I was going crazier than I was because I did hear it. And I was like, so it was you. How interesting. And he was like, how are you? And then I told him how I was. And then he was like, P.S. I'm in a very serious relationship. And I was like, tee-hee-hee. Who the fuck thought what? anything was coming of yelling at you in your car? I and I was like, how do I respond to this to be like, that's such a weird one. okay. Like, <laughs> now do you. As a as a notable person whose whose face and voice is out there streaming through various platforms, uh, do you ever get like your one? Do you ever do people ever holler at you over social media or no. whatever? And do people ever well, yes. uh, do you ever do your exes ever come back and like uh, Nicole? I'm so happy for your success. I think often and fondly of our time together in uh-huh. Jersey. You know whatever it is. Uh-huh. Does that ever happen? Well, okay, people do holler at me uh, via the DMs, but it's never anybody who has said something, like, witty enough for me to, like... It's never good. Yeah, and some of it sounds... This will sound very mean. If you have, like, sent me a DM hitting on me or, like, asking me out... Please don't take offense to this, but like the like it'll be like long emails <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. oh boy, this is too much for me to like wade through. Um, yeah. yeah, and then a lot of people are like not in LA, so I'm like, I'm not starting a long distance relationship with somebody that like I truly yeah. don't know. Um, and then no, I don't have any like real exes. I've never been in like a relationship past two months or three months. I think that's my longest. Well, no, I did. I had one on and off for two, two and a half years, but he was uh, bad and emotionally manipulative. I don't like that. No one likes that. He wasn't great, but that dick though. Oh, I dream of it. (laughs) I dream a dream. Time (laughs) Anywho, um, (laughs) lost my mind today. Um, Yeah, like I don't, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Every man who's ever appeared on my podcast has had tons of people in the DMs, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, being like, let, let me, let me talk to you. But, um, I guess my demographic isn't straight men. And that's Mm. not to say I only date straight men. I'm a rather open, my doors are open. I refuse to close a door to somebody just because they might not be the gender or what I think the person I end up with looks like. Uh, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I, I truly don't know. Do you ever think about, this is something I think about or or talk about with friends who are in comedy and have careers where they do a lot of talking about themselves. I, I, how much do you think 
awareness amongst potential partners, potential mm-hmm. romantic partners about like just having their business aired on a podcast. Do you think that people worry about that? I don't really know. Anytime I've broached the topic with people I'm dating about it, they have not listened enough to my podcast for it to matter. <laughs> I guess it's just because I've listened to so many of your podcasts. I sound fully <laughs> insane when I'm like, hey, I won't talk about you on my podcast. And they're like, oh, okay. I didn't. Is this, wait, you talk about people wait, on your what? podcast? Like, what is this? Are you just shit on people? And I'm like, oh, no, it's a dating podcast. Oh, you do a dating podcast? And you're like, oh, boy, I've now dug a hole. And like, it's this weird thing that, like, nobody was worried yeah. about. And I was like, I'll just tell you. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's – I think the next person that I date for a while, I'm just not going to bring it up. Let them bring it up if they that's have a, a yeah. query about it. But I do have a rule where I don't talk about people I'm currently dating. Mm-hmm. And I do bank episodes. So like this one is being recorded in March and it will come out in June. So <laughs> it like kind of fucks up timelines. Yeah. So I like that. <laughs> it confuses, you know, you're you're like, you know, you're. You're uh, hiding the trail. You're confusing the matters. So yeah. therefore, yeah, it's it makes it harder for for people to. You know. Yeah, it makes it harder for people to piece things together. And also, I've had like some people reach out and be like, "Were you talking about me on this?" And mm. uh, once I was, so I said, "Yeah, that was about you." And once yeah. I like wasn't, so I was like, "No, it wasn't." And I feel very badly that you thought it was you. So that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I know if I was like. And also, people ask me that a lot. They're like, you talk a lot about your life. Like, mm-hmm. does it feel weird that people know so much? And I was like, or not was like, but I, I don't talk that much about my rela- like uh, my life. I, I don't think. I don't think I talk any more than any other comedian. Uh, there's That's also- true. I, I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's more than any other comedian, for yeah. sure. It's just I've listened to so much of your <laughs> material over the years. Well, she's got bills to pay, so she's got 37 podcasts. (laughs) But yeah, like there's just a ton of stuff that like I keep secret or not secret. I just don't talk about. Yeah. And I'll do interviews and they're like, what's a secret about you? And I'm like, it's a secret for a reason. So I declined to answer that one. (laughs) Um, But do you. So, okay, How did you get into talking about sports? Um, It's an interesting kind of a funny and weird question. I'm one of these people that got my breakthrough social media. Like, as I, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, I was as a failed musician, basically just, I was working jobs. I was like waiting tables and um, delivering leather in New York what city. What does that mean to people who don't know? <laughs> Namely me, like slabs uh, so of I, leather. Yeah. Like leather, like actual leather goods. I worked for a friend's uh, partner's, like a uh, handbag company. And so I would, was it Zayna Bain? And it was not Zayna Bain. I would, no. so I would like push a cart up eighth Avenue in Midtown to where our leather distributor, leather uh, warehouse were, where they made the bags. And where I would the get da- them. Where the leather daddies live. Where the leather daddies lived. Uh, mostly uh, people from Ecuador who were wonderful. And then, uh, We'd bring it down and then I would pack it up and then fulfill shipments. And then when like raw leather would come in, I'd have to like deliver that up to the factory and stuff for them to make certain things out of it. So it was a lot of that, like wintertime pushing a cart through the snow Mm -hmm. and then working at uh, as a 
cater waiter at like various places across the city. Um, that was what I was doing. And then, so at that time, like Twitter was taking off and I had, I started a Twitter account mostly to just kind of like follow what was going on with my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> and then I started tweeting a little bit and I guess I was funny. It started taking off. And uh, through that, I started getting opportunities. I remember one time when, uh, when I was still working for this leather company, they were like setting up their social media, right? Mm-hmm. They were getting into it. And they were like, how do, you, you're on Twitter, right? How do we do this? And I was like, okay, you do this, this, this. And they're like, what's your Twitter account just so we can link to it? And not thinking, I gave it to them. And they're like, why do you have 35,000 followers? Mm-hmm. Which seemed like a lot at the time. And I was, I was like, because I, I, when I am working here, I'm back there tweeting like way too much. So I got it. And from that, I got offers. People were like, can you, uh, would you uh, want to try and write some pieces? So I, tr- I wrote some pieces. Turned out I was uh, pretty good at it. And then from that, I got actual offers. I got hired at Grantland first as a freelancer and then as an actual uh, as actual staff writer. Then that fell apart. And then I got hired at The Ringer. And then uh, through that, I got opportunities to talk on podcasts. It turned out I was uh, pretty good at that, too. And then uh, I just kept I picked up the ball and I just kept running with it. I didn't stop running with it. I love that. I love when people not fall into what they end up doing as an occupation I, I just like a roundabout way to figuring out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like when there isn't a, just like a direct line, like, Oh, this is what I always wanted to do. And I worked really hard and I did it because <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's fine. That's fine and good. But like this, this is a fun story. Well, I'm always like, uh, you know, when I, whenever I hear stories about how people manage to succeed in whatever, those are the parts that always annoy me when it's like, Oh, I was working uh, for this amount of time. Like as this, whatever, as a gopher or PA on this. And then I broke through. Next thing I knew, I was writing. And I always want to be like, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. How did you go from the PA to like Mm -hmm. they read your thing and then they were willing to hire? Like, tell me all the stuff Mm -hmm. about how that happened, the minutia, because that's the stuff that I don't understand. It's like, yes, everybody's working really hard. We're all working really hard. Everybody is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people get lucky and that's just like how it happens. But then like how, what were the things that you ended up doing that actually like made it successful? that's always the stuff that that uh, oh yeah I guess I never think about that that people will be like this and then this and it's like well yeah in between this and then this there was something there that you were leaving the fuck out what is it uh that I mean that's what it was it was I got you know people uh, my Twitter account started popping off and people wanted to see if I could write longer pieces than Mm -hmm. just like the 180 characters or whatever it was at the time and it just so happened that I was able to do it and I was also at a place in my life because of like you know, failing as a musician or, or like uh, stopping doing it, where it was kind of like, um, you know, there's always the uh, the imposter syndrome, certainly mm-hmm. like when you start something new, it was like, oh, am I actually good enough to do this? But there was also like an element of like, I kind of don't ca- like I've already washed out of like one complete life path. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't care about this one. You know what I mean? Like there was a, yeah. there was a certain, it's not fearlessness, but like, I'm just going to say stuff. And if it, and I don't, I kind of don't care if people don't like it or whatever. Like I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, okay. You co-host with a former WNBA star. Were you like big into the WNBA? Oh, I love all basketball. I love basketball in, in, 
all its forms professionally, especially here in the States. Renee Montgomery, she is a two-time, not just like a WNBA star, she's a two-time champion. She's won two championships. Mm -hmm. She won a a, a national championship in college with UConn. She uh, is now a co-owner of the Atlanta Dream, the team that she used to play for. And just like a super, like... An impressive person in all the ways that uh, that uh, I am not, and is a really inspirational figure. Mm-hmm. Like she, uh, she foregoed her last year of um, of her career in order to campaign for social justice and voting rights and stuff in Georgia. Like she just is walks it like she talks it. So um, it, it's it's amazing, and and the ability to like talk to her and get like an actual athlete's perspective on, you know, whatever the story may be is just really, really cool. And then I've, I've tried to like, not like, you know, dig for stories about certain Mm -hmm. games or, or particular players, but just because I want it to come out organically, but it's really, it's amazing to sit across from her and, and talk with her about sports and stuff. She's just got such a perspective. It's amazing. I have been to two WNBA games, and when I was there, I was like, how come we don't promote women's basketball more? It's so wild to me that women truly are, like, incredible athletes, and then the world goes, eh, it's just girls playing. But I'm like, these girls are cool and good, and they deserve, you know, they deserve the same push as men's teams do. I completely agree. And I think the answer for why we don't is there's a, a, a ancient and well-entrenched and very powerful uh, system of, of misogyny no. and other things in this country. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it could be. And that's the reason why uh, we don't we don't push it. And why not only don't we push it, but... Unlike other things, unlike other sports where it's like, okay, I don't like, if I don't like baseball, I'm not out here telling you, fuck you if you like baseball. Mm-hmm. But if someone's like, oh, I'm watching, uh, you know, the uh, the Dream versus the Sparks today. Oh, that's, st-, then you'll hear people be like, that's stupid. Why would you watch that? Mm-hmm. It, um, because it's women playing a sport. Um, and that kind of antipathy is not there for other kinds of sports that men play. Mm hmm. Uh, here's a question. Maybe you yeah. know it. Maybe you don't. OK. Maybe nobody knows the answer. It could be. Why do men, male skewing people play basketball or not basketball, baseball and lady skewing people play softball? Uh, it's a great question. I, You know, I think it's. It's part of they wanted to create a game that they thought ladies could play uh with their like with their um having less of a physical presence of guys so the ball is bigger they pitch it underhand and but all these things why is the ball bigger because in the WNBA the ball is smaller so I, you can palm it better but I'm like we have if you know ladies skewing people have smaller hands why isn't the ball smaller for them small little hands this is a fantastic question that I don't actually know. Okay, the see, to. that's I. I thought maybe you wouldn't know, but maybe nobody knows. Maybe that's the next thing I have to research. <laughs> I gotta find my two articles about softball and why the ball's bigger. Well, this is like why? Why are here's a question that I 
I don't know if you know the answer to, which I've often, I'm a smaller framed man. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are times where I will buy like a lady's shirt or over shirt or whatever, because it's the size that I want. And there's no difference except the buttons will be on the other Mm -hmm. side. Why are the buttons on the other side? I feel like whoever started making button down shirts was like, we have to let the people know if they're in ladies clothing (laughs) or men's clothing, how embarrassing it would be if somebody doesn't know they're in women's clothing. I don't know. And I find it annoying because I'll find a men's shirt that I like and the buttons are different. And then I, I can't feel like it. Not, I mean, I can figure yeah. out how to fucking button it, but like it just it's jarring. And you're like, oh, uh, ooh, yeah. Ah, oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. I think more things should be unisex. And we should just decide on agree. what side the buttons go. And then that's for everybody. That it makes complete sense to me. I remember being so confused when I first discovered this and just being like, or more. I don't like our. Are women better with their left hands? I, I don't understand what. <laughs> why is this? Why is this happening? I don't. Why know. Why does this occur? I don't know. I. I also. I had a friend in college who was like four nine or four mm-hmm. ten. She was very very tiny, and I was like, "You should shop in the kids section. The clothes are cheaper." And she took great offense to this. She was like, "I'm a woman with curves," and I was like, "Okay," <laughs> but like, just get something stretchy. To yeah. go over the curves and you'll pay a quarter of the price. I don't I've know if she does it, it now, but like she was, she took great offense. But I was like, who gives a shit where you get your clothes from? Like, who cares? I've done it, I've done it myself. In that, in that regard, online shopping has changed everything because now mm-hmm. I don't have to go in and explain to people or have to talk to anyone. It's just like I just do my business mm-hmm. wherever I choose to do it in whatever section of the online store mm-hmm. I choose to do it and I get the thing and usually it works. Here's the other thing, though, I hate about the one thing I hate about online shopping, though, is I'll look at a thing. I'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. I wonder if it'll fit me. And I'll look at it and it'll be like, uh, you know, the uh, the model is six foot two mm-hmm. and is wearing a medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, how? How yeah, is this wait, working out for you? Wait, what? <laughs> yes, there's a store called Big Bud Press. It's like locally made in LA. I really, really like them. And they have models that show the clothes. And then I'll be like, this model seems to look like my size, but right. their dimensions are not my size. And they're not wearing the, the size I think I should be wearing. And then I'll order it, and I'm like, yeah, I was right. This this person's not me. And they're like, well, what's the point? I don't know. Don't tell me what size they're wearing. It's, it doesn't work out. But I do yeah. love Big Bud Press. They, uh, mm-hmm. they do, like, small batches in L.A., and they have two little stores. They're a small little business. Follow them on Instagram if you like prints and shit. But uh, this is not sponsored by Big Bud Press. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should get into it. Marketing, uh, Team Kogo Marketing, get on that. Well, I just love talking about things that I like and then people Same. learn about it. What's something you like? Oh, my gosh. What's a small business you like? Oh, that's a great uh, great question. And small business I like is are a lot of bookstores in the L.A. area mm-hmm. that, I, that I go to. So um, stories in Echo Park. I love stories. They do stand up uh, yeah. shows there. And they do stand up in the back. Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorite shows because <laughs> it's outside and I bring the people in with my screaming. Yeah, it's a it's a great place to see stuff. And I love walking in and you can hear it happening in the back. Mm-hmm. The, they've got the nice layout and good coffee and some decent food. Uh, Skylight, uh, one of my favorites, small business. Mm-hmm. Great, great store. Um, 
Secret Headquarters, which is a comic book store on Sunset Boulevard. I really like a lot. Check check that out. Uh, please spend money in uh, yeah, spend that money place. there because a lot of I know a lot of comic book stores do some. I don't know if they do, but I read an article. I've been reading a lot. Can you tell? And I've been like retaining just a little. But there's this comic book store that was like, we do a lot of our business at a booth at Comic Con. There hasn't been Comic Cons, so like we're not doing nearly as as much yes. business as we were. So please, please don't forget about comic book stores. So I think that's great that you mentioned one. Yeah, I've been trying to spend uh, money in in brick and mortar stores whenever yeah whenever possible i've tried yeah same i've been trying to like be cognizant of where my money is going yeah and but sometimes amazon is so uh convenient i, I mean listen for certain things it's like uh, i have to get these batteries or whatever and some shampoo i guess like and with and and a bunch of like weird stuff to like hang pictures then i'll do it i get mm-hmm. it you, it's just it's kind of like unavoidable and entrenched at this point but i think you know, trying to figure out how to how to responsibly spend your money in ways that mm-hmm. like help the community you live in, I think is important. And the thing that I think more people are trying to do as the awareness of how mm-hmm. tenuous all of this is, Nicole. Isn't it fucking annoying that like home. we as people just living our fucking lives every day have to be like, okay, how are we dismantling yeah. capitalism and the patriarchy yes. and in uh, systemic racism? Guess what? I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the other thing is like uh, I what the one of the things I really admire about you and are so inspired by the way you go about your uh, your comedy and the way you express yourself is like you know a lot of this is just so we've been again we've been inside so many people have been impacted and have passed away from this terrible disease that is ravaging the country um, and it's there's sometimes where you just want to like. Shut up. Like, I just want to watch Selling Sunset and just watch these white people sell <laughs> mansions and not think about, like, legitimately anything except, how, like, how much uh, Botox is in Christine's <laughs> head, you know? Um, but when I listen to you, it's like you have a, it's just like a wonderful way of, like, putting so much sugar on the medicine, Nicole, Aww. that I just can't help but eat it down by the mouthful. Thank you. Truly, this has been delightful. You are wonderful. Um, I really, I've enjoyed our time together. But Jason, I'm going to end on that compliment because it can't get better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything you, oh wait, no, fuck. Do you want to date me? This (laughs) This I uh, panicked again for the second time in days. I just, I, I was like, oh, you're forgetting the last question. Okay, so the last question I usually ask all my guests is how I usually preface it is I always ask, would you date me? Not do you want to date me, but would you hypothetically? Yeah, absolutely. I would date you hypothetically. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, Jason, yeah. what would you like to promote? Uh, my podcast, Take Line, co-hosted with Renee Montgomery, every Tuesday. Follow it wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe. Give us the five-star ratings, please. We love it. And then my uh, my web show, All Caps NBA, every Friday on the Crooked Media All Caps Take Line YouTube channel. Smash that follow button. Thank you so much. 
Yes, 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 yes. And then I'll apologize for calling it talk line earlier. Maybe I'll re-record it and I'll I'll say take line. And then everyone will be like, she did say it correctly. And then they'll all be confused. And I'll probably just leave it. It's bad. (laughs) I can't believe I read that incorrectly. I was doing VO yesterday and the woman's name was Veronica. And I kept calling her Victoria or no, it was Victoria, and I kept calling her Veronica, and then finally someone was like, hey, Nicole, it's uh, it's Victoria, and I was like, what was I saying? And they were like, not her name. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. Like I said earlier, read is hard. Okay, yeah, if you like this hard. episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a five-star review. If you yeah. send me something nasty hitting on me, either in my DMs because I scan my DMs uh, to look for them or email it to me or write it in the reviews. But this person said, Nicole, I want to cover your body with graham cracker crumbs and stuff your pussy with marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) Then I take you to a campsite in the middle of the woods. So I would have to drive to this campsite with things stuffed in my pussy. A group of my friends dressed as campers would pump their dark chocolate dicks in your holes while I read offensive tweets to you? Well, this is okay. By that time we finish getting that pussy twitching tired, you'll realize you just got roasted up like s'mores for a bunch of campers. Ha 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 ha